Hi, welcome to Louise's Bible study. Miss Mally is here with me. She's going to continue to help us out with the Bible study. So uh, I'm so glad that we have her here. And um, we want to talk about J uh, Joseph. I want to compare Joseph and David. And uh, we're going to look at the two these two lives and how God worked in their lives, but how they had so much a part to play in their own destiny. You know, we have a part, Mally, to play in the destiny that God has set up for us. Correct. And if we, if we don't know how to cooperate with God and we work against God, we'll never fulfill the call That's that right. God has on our life. And both of these men had a really big call on their lives. Yes. And it's how they handled adversity, which I think makes such a difference in their lives. And yes, you know, correct. one of the things that both men shared was sibling jealousy. I don't know how many of y'all have ever had to deal with that, but I had a brother that was five years older than me. And boy, I tell you what, there was some really strong sibling jealousy against me and all my life um i i was really bowed down under it because you know i didn't i didn't know why my brother acted the way he did but jealousy you get a root of jealousy inside of you and man it can just take over your life i don't know i don't know about that I no because your family's that, always that, never had that, that but i did and it, it was really awful and so We've got here uh, Joseph, and he had uh, a number of brothers, and he was the youngest child, and his mother, Rachel, uh, really doted on him, big time. And this is something for you parents out there to understand, too. Rachel brought some of this about because she, she and Isaac really uh, made a difference between the other boys and Joseph. They didn't hide their partisanship. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, parents may find one child easier to deal with than the other child. But if you allow that to be seen among the children, it can stir up some trouble with them. And Rachel, she really baby Joseph. Hmm? Well, it says that it says here that Joseph that he was born of a, a, a old age. He said mm -hmm. it was he was born of his old age, mm -hmm. and it's very interesting that when also if you are an older person and you have a child, it's very it, it's it is interesting how definitely they're treated. It says here that now Israel loved Joseph more than all the others. And also his, you know, his mother, also Rachel, was the love of his life. Mm -hmm. We've got to say that. And mm -hmm. so and this is the child of mm -hmm. his first child, mm -hmm. firstborn child of this woman that he loved so much. Yeah. Well, it's just, a, you need to go back and read the other story about how it all took place that he, he actually married the sister and you know, yeah. she had the other children, whatever. Yeah. And he finally had to work all these years just mm -hmm. to be able to get her. So. 
I mean, there's, there's a lot going but, on. There's a lot going on here. But as that. parents, we need to be aware that our children can pick up yes. on, on that favoritism. And so and what did he do? He made him a coat of many cards. He, he actually set him aside, set, set him aside, addressed him yeah. differently, and just said, this um, is my favorite child. So that did not go over with all no, these brothers. No, That didn't go over. And then on top of that, he had a dream. Oh, yeah. Oh, the dream And Joseph, you know, he contributed uh, somewhat to this uh, dissatisfaction. He, he didn't help it in any way. Because um, he did, I don't think Joseph did it out of meanness. No. I think he was I just kind of so simple-minded about it. But, you know, he, he, got, he, he had this coat, and he went out and showed it off to the brothers, and they're like, hmm. It says here, and when his brethren saw that their father loved him more than all of his brethren, they hated him. Like that word right there. I mean, that's strong. That's because that of sibling strong. jealousy yes. that really can take a root in your heart and turn into right. true hatred. And could not speak peaceably unto him. Mm. And, then, and then on top of that, why don't you want to talk about the dream? And then he had the dream after that. Well, then he had a dream. And, um, and, he, and he went out... And the long and short of it was in this dream he saw, and I'm not going to go into the whole dream unless you want to, but what he saw was he saw his brothers and his father, his family bowing down to him. And when he told them that he saw in this dream that his brothers at one point in their lives were going to be bowing down to him, I cannot even begin to tell you how angry they, they became and that just set them off. It was just like lighting a fuse. They hated him even the more. Oh, yeah. I mean, because you know you're jealous enough. And then this little runt comes up and he's got the daddy's favorite coat on. And then he tells them how they're all going to be bowing down to him. And I don't, as I said, there wasn't a malicious bone in Joseph's body. I, I really I think he was just really kind of simple minded about this and didn't. Didn't think a big deal. But he didn't think about the consequences uh -uh. somewhat. And then he, then he had another dream. What was the other dream? It was even worse. I mean, should I say? Go ahead. A little more profound. And then he had another dream, which he said the sun and the moon, even the stars, bowed down to him. Oh. I mean, it was not enough that the, the that, brothers that, were going to. That the sheaves were bowed down to which the brothers. But now the sun and the moon and the stars... And this just, oh well, that that just that did it. Okay. So what the brothers did, and you know, we we one thing I like about the Bible and the Old Testament is God doesn't He doesn't hide the good and the bad. He tells the good, but He also tells the bad. He tells it like it is. He, tells he doesn't it, sugarcoat anything. No, He doesn't sugarcoat anything. And it, and by the mistakes, we can learn a lot. Absolutely. From okay. All this. A yes. lot. And so it shows that people are real. And these same things are going on in our society today. And we're seeing divisions and class warfare and families being torn apart. And all of this, nothing is new under the sun. That's Isn't correct. That? Yeah. So what he did was the brothers took little Joseph and threw him in a pit. And they covered Not only did they throw him in the pit, but they... They sat at the pit, and they mocked him, and they ate their dinner, and they didn't give him any food, any water, and they sat over him, and they mocked him, and I mean, it was, it, it was really, 
vicious what these boys did to their brother. And, and Reuben heard it. One. But Reuben heard it. There was only one. There was one. Thank uh -huh. God always has his remnant. Reuben heard it, and he delivered him out of their hands and said, Let us not kill him, but let's just, well, you know, the, first of all, they were going to kill him, and then yeah. and then they decided just to put him in the pit, and then, Reuben and, then and then here we go about, then finally they decided, hey, you know what? If we killed him, I mean, we can make a little money off this dog. Why don't we just go sell him? Why don't we just go sell him to the trade I mean slave owners and get a little money money, money, off, money off this so they decided so of course which he certainly did not want his brother killed I mean let's just say and he figured out a way God of course God did it so what did they do they they decided to they killed the goat and they took the yeah, blood and rubbed, right. rubbed it on the coat and took it back to daddy tore the coat so up and all this that is so, what they, so they sold they sold the guy Joseph. sold Joseph so okay. Joseph gets sold to this caravan and he's taken off to Egypt. Right. Okay, so it's bad enough that your brothers throw you into a pit. It's bad enough that they wanted to kill you and it's bad enough that they sold you for money and sent you off into Egypt. So now he's over there in Egypt. What I want to talk about is what is Joseph's attitude during all of this? Because this is what the point I'm getting across to all of us. Your attitude and adversity will 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 declare your outcome and you know it nowhere nowhere does it even at the beginning does it say that joseph was bitter toward his brothers i think he had a little attitude adjustment there i think he, he may have realized hey you know i could have i had possibly you know i could have brought this on myself yeah. by, by he didn't have to tell his dreams yeah he, he but he but to. he wasn't bitter no, and, he and he was number one, but this is the thing because I asked a lady in jail the other night. He wasn't bitter against God. He never blamed God for anything that happened to him. And you see, we tend to want to do that when adversity comes our way. We want to blame God instead of seeing it through the eyes of God and where He's taken us. And so then he goes and he sold to Potiphar's house. Get correct. And Potiphar is this wealthy man that had a lot of influence in the kingdom, uh, Egyptian kingdom. And jo he, Joseph, he succeeded. He, you know, whatever situation that that he was thrown into, he he always managed to take it and turn it into lemonade. And he. He didn't get grumbly, he didn't bumble, he wasn't bitter, and he didn't blame God. He just simply worked really hard for Potiphar, and uh, he proved to Potiphar what a good person he was, and uh, he was so good at his job that Potiphar turned his whole business over to Joseph. And that was that hit that's quite a, a feat because he was came in as a slave and suddenly he's been promoted now as the uh, the, the man who runs this guy's business. And uh, so you know you could say, wow, I, I'm, this is good this is good. this is going on good and then and then what happens? Along comes Potiphar's wife. She mm. is a real hussy. Mm. <laughs> She's a real uh, piece of work and um, this woman had no moral compass whatsoever. And Joseph was a very good-looking boy. Or man. Man. 
And uh, said his, his master's wife cast her eyes upon Joseph, mm -hmm. and she said, lie with me. <laughs> well, she and was... there she was, boss lady. <laughs> Let's just say, boss lady telling him, you know, you, you know, you should respect the boss lady. But he refused and said unto his master's wife, Behold, my master, well, he's not, what is, you know, another, my, he trusts me. He trusts me. And he has committed all his entire household to me, into my hand, and there's none greater greater than me. I mean, he had, Joseph, Joseph was that type of person oh, yeah. that, I mean, immediately he just turned his entire household Because over he to, was a man Joseph. of character. Yes. And so he just said, I will not do this great wickedness and sin against God. Now, this is very interesting. He didn't say, I'm going to sin against the master. He said, no. He said, I'm not sinning. I'm not going to sin against God. Amen. I'm not going to sin against God. This would yeah. be a sin against God. And so it came to pass one day she tricked him. So what did she do? She she tried. He he said no, and he she tore his clothes. Well, one day she caught him there yeah. all by herself with him, yeah. so and nobody else was yeah. around. Grabbed his you know, clothes. Said, tried to get him again, and then he just and then she grabbed him and ripped his clothes, and then she told him what? A lot. She when 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 her husband came home, she told all the other servants and her husband that Joseph had tried to uh, basically rape her, and um, therefore Joseph is trying to do the right thing. And this woman, this this, ugh. he didn't really believe her, but there wasn't anything he could do about it. Well, I, he I, had I, to. Did, I don't he know. Had I wonder if the husband. To. Yeah, you really, don't think you believe? I, I really think that it was a setup because he could not. He really could, could not. Do he anything. could not do anything but what he did, and he what he did was well. He cast, loved Joseph, and so he had to do him, something. He had to cast, you know, yeah. to save his marriage. He had to put. He had to cast Joseph in jail. He so he, 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 he cast certainly him. hated to get rid of him. So he cast him in jail. Okay, now he's in jail. Okay, just think. Okay. First, Joseph has been cast into a pit by his brothers. Now his, his master's wife, who he loved and worked very hard for, has turned on him, didn't believe him, or chose not to, and now has thrown him into jail. And here he is. And then what does Joseph do? I want you to take note. He still never turned against God. He never blamed God. Now, how many of y'all would get this point and not become bitter, angry, mumble, and blame God? And at this point, so many of us would lose it. And Joseph didn't. He, he just had that wonderful spirit about him. And he never saw that God was ever doing any of this to him. And so, again, he chose to make lemonade out of a lemon. And he became the most popular guy in the jail. It says here, the Word of God says. Yeah. And it said here, God, the Lord God showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And the keeper of the prison, listen to this, I mean, to me, everywhere he goes, everywhere he goes, he put him in charge of 
And then he put it, and then they knew, I mean, it's <laughs> like, charge of the it's kind of like everybody, every time Joseph comes around, they just step back and just say, okay, you you, you, you're in charge. Well, because he, he was know, just a man that could take charge. Well, Very it was because, favor of God. Because he, ne because of his attitude, Mally. Yes. Because he never sinned against God. Yes. He never got angry with God. He never allowed bitterness to enter his heart. And so here again, he's promoted in the jail. Yes. And he's running the jail. Oh my gosh. Then what happens? Well, it was a long time before every, everything. And then it went all south. Some things took place there. They were, they were, there was this one prisoner said, well, Oh, he was talking about his dream, and it wasn't a good dream. And then there was somebody else that had another dream, and the they, were, they were so yeah. concerned about these two dreams that they had. One was the cupbearer, mm -hmm. and another one was, I'm not sure what he did, but anyway, for the king. But he, both of them had these dreams. And then, it's, you know, it was discovered that Joseph could interpret dreams, or either he said he could. I'm not, he I did. have to read that. And he okay, interpreted so he, these dreams. So he interpreted the dreams for these two guys. And it happened exactly like he said. But they, one of them they, took credit they and they out. didn't give credit back to well, Joseph. And then they, when when one got out and he was restored back to his cup bearing position, he said, please remember me, mm -hmm. remember me. And so it says here that Joseph was put to the test because he had to wait a long time. But I've thought about this, that it didn't happen immediately because Joseph needed some maturity. You remember mm -hmm. now, he was only 17 years old when, when he was, when he was mm -hmm. as a slave, he was when he was as a slave. So when he came, I think he was only 17 years old when that Potiphar mm -hmm. put him in charge of his entire mm -hmm. household. And then it was probably pretty much immediately that woman carried on like she did. And then here he is in jail. So he's still this young kid. I mean, he's only 20 something. So God could had to have some time of maturity, trusting in God before he could take him to the level that he was going to take him. Okay, so what I'm talking about here, after this and the cupbearer blew it, and then it came back to the king who really had interpreted the dream, he brought Joseph up and he found such favor with the king that the king ended up turning the whole finances of of Egypt over to Joseph. Again, he rose to the top. He got knocked down, right. but he wouldn't stay down, and he rose to the top. There's something here I want us to grab hold of. Uh, again, Joseph never got caught up in bitterness. He didn't blame God. He didn't blame anybody. He just simply worked with what was given to him. And you know, there are times, and there was, and Mally brought this out, that there was a period of time that Joseph had to prove himself very, very patient. Patience is a word we're not comfortable with, a lot of us. And we want the answer immediately. We want God to bring the answer to whatever situation we're dealing with immediately. Why does God not always, he's going to answer you. He had a plan for Joseph. He was going to promote him. But there's periods of time in there, the things that Joseph went through, what I would call going through the fire. 
it was like refining gold. If you take ore and you put it in the fire, all the bad parts come to the top and you take that off and what you're left with is a pure gold. And this is what happened with Joseph because he was willing to develop character in the middle of yes. adversity and difficulty and he proved himself faithful to God. God yes, was able to promote him to the highest place in the land. God wants to promote you. God has a plan for your life. And you know, we need to become faithful. We need to see adversity, not as a problem, but as a process. It is a process that we're going through to arrive at the answer. If you would see the things that are coming against you in your life as a way of God saying, let's learn from this. Let's study from this. Let's develop character in us. And you know, you don't develop character if everything's rosy. Now, God does not bring evil and he does not bring sickness and he does not bring poverty, but he can allow these things to take place in your life either because maybe you've been rebellious, maybe you've turned your back, maybe there's sin, or just maybe God is working out things Amen. in your life right. that you didn't even know that you were deficient in. Promotion. Mm -hmm. That you were deficient That's in. Right. And so if there's something here that you're going through, if there's some problem, difficulty, let me tell you something. The first thing you've got to get straight is that God's for you. He's not against you. He's got a plan, right. and it's a plan of promotion. He wants to promote all of his children. And you've got to work with him. You have to get on his schedule. You have to That's right. be willing to develop the character right. in yourself that God requires right. of anybody to be promoted. Knowing that God is... Listen, I thank God all the time that I have favor with God and man. And it always happens because mm -hmm. I thank him for it. I know mm -hmm. that that is, that is a, an inheritance that mm -hmm. I have. And sometimes it doesn't look like I've got favor with God and man, but I know that I do. So, yes. Okay, well, we're going to stop right here and we're going to pick up on our story. Uh, again, we're going to be talking about another great man of the Bible. His name is David. So tune in again. Thank you. We love you.